Hi, I'm Emily Freeman Penfield. I'm the pastor at Woodlawn United Methodist Church. And I wanted to use this podcast today to share with you some prayer practices for the new year. We're at the beginning of 2023, and often when we're at the beginning of a new year, we feel like we have a clean slate and it's time to do something new. We have goals or resolutions. Well, we can do this in our prayer life with prayer practices. Maybe we want to start a new prayer practice and maybe we want to explore different means of prayer. There are others of us who don't really feel like we're at a place to start something new. Maybe our life feels muddled or chaotic. I want to suggest that this actually would be a good time for a new prayer practice. Often when you are overwhelmed, you start something new and you can begin to break free from what is cluttering your mind or your heart. So a new prayer practice for those of us ready for something new and those of us who may just need something new. I want to begin by talking about ways to pray for people in our lives. So my first suggestion will actually connect with several of these prayer practices, but it is to go get a calendar right now, today. Go get a new 2023 calendar. It can be one of those where you see the whole month at a time or a week at a glance or a day, but make sure that on this calendar there is space to write on each day. You're going to keep that calendar in the space where you have quiet time. Maybe it's by your bed or a favorite chair, but keep that calendar close at hand when you're praying. In that calendar on every day of the year, write down the name of a friend or a loved one that you want to pray for. Friends, family, people you go to church with. Maybe you look at your social media lists and there may be friends on there you don't know well, but put them down one on each day of the year and go ahead and fill it out from January to December Oftentimes with new resolutions or goals, we'll get a month or two into it and then just stop. But if you go ahead and put a person on each day, then you're going to be more likely to keep on with this prayer practice. Another way of praying for the people in my life um, is a tradition that my family has had for many years. We keep all the Christmas cards, holiday cards that we receive, and we put them in a basket by our dining room table. And then each evening when we gather for dinner, or each time our family actually gathers for a meal, we pull out a card and we include that person or that family in our blessing for our meal. This way we remember people, some that we see frequently and others that we really only have contact with that one time of year. We keep them in mind and we keep them in prayer. The second suggestion I have is around exploring new prayer practices. 
on your calendar, you can do this by the week or the month. At the beginning of each, write down a prayer practice that you want to use for that week or month. For instance, you may monthly want to think about a new prayer practice, maybe prayer walking. That would be a good one for the spring or the fall. If you want to learn how to pray through meditation, give yourself a month to work on that. That often takes more than just a few days to get down. I'm going to use my prayer calendar this year as a gratitude journal. So for each day, I'm going to write down the things that I've been grateful for that day and use that in my prayer life to give thanks to God. Again, it can be hard to keep these things up that we begin at the beginning of the year in January. So I'm going to also make notes in my electronic calendar that I keep on my phone each month, just a note that says gratitude journal. So that in case I've stopped doing it in March or April, that this will be a reminder for me to pick it back up and continue in my prayers of gratitude. If you want to use the prayer practice of Lectio Divina, praying through the scriptures. And you might want to do a different book of the Bible or genre in the Bible each month. And you would put that in your calendar. You want to do the Psalms in January, or you want to go through the Gospels during the summer. That's a, another way of using the calendar with your prayer practices. Often when I feel dry or empty, I use other people's prayers as a part of my prayer time. This helps me kind of get my prayer juices going or listening for the way that God is speaking to me or just kind of diving into a book or writings that other people have created out of their prayers. Some of the ones that I want to suggest to you are a online resource by Steve Garnus Holmes. It's called Unfolding Light, and you can find him at unfoldinglight.com. He sends out a daily writing, often a prayer, sometimes written as poetry. That's a good one. He also has other music and worship resources on his website. You might want to use the Upper Room. You can get this either as a daily email or you can get the little booklets that many churches give out. The Upper Room has a scripture, then a very short written devotional, and then a prayer focus. This may be just what you need to start your prayer time. Another person that I like to read is Mary Oliver. She is often spiritual in a very creative way, and I like to read her poetry. She has a book called Devotions. It's long enough that that could take you through the year if you read one of hers each day. There's many other prayer books and prayer resources that you can find on the internet. You can find on the United Methodist Discipleship page, and then this prayer podcast is also a good resource. That may be what you want to do this year is just 
commit to listening to it each time that it comes out. Another suggestion for a prayer practice is to pray with a prayer partner. I have somebody in my church. um, We pray together once a week. We used to meet in person with a small group and pray. Since COVID, though, we've gone online and we use Google Meet or Zoom. And so we can see each other. We share different prayer concerns that have come up. We each bring something. Sometimes it's things that are going on in our church. Sometimes it's our personal lives. Other times it's things that are going on in our denomination. But we share those and then we take turns praying out loud. Of course, you can pray with a prayer partner in many ways. You could do it over the phone. You could do it while you're walking. But at the beginning of the year, people are usually more open to doing something new. So if you're anxious about asking somebody, the beginning of the year, people will probably be more willing to do that and start something new. And speaking of what's been going on in our denomination and the disaffiliations in our conference, I want to turn to a prayer practice of forgiveness. Forgiveness is often for us as much as it is for the other person. It's as much for our relationship with God than it is with anything else. There are no magic ways of praying for forgiveness and often feeling just totally at peace. It's more often a process. We may be feeling frustrated, angry, sad about what's going on in the United Methodist Church and the disaffiliations and the way that some of the separation has come about. We know that there's been a lot of hurt If we can pray for forgiveness, then we can come closer to having peace with this situation. There was a woman in one of my churches, and her adult son was murdered. The man who shot her son was convicted and went to jail, and yet this mother was not at peace. This did not make her feel better or resolve the situation for her. She, of course, grieved, but also had a lot of bitterness. She got to the point where she felt convicted to forgive her son's killer, but deep down inside, she didn't want to forgive. She just felt like she should. So she began praying not to forgive, but to want to forgive, to come to a place where she had the desire to forgive this person and let them be free in her heart. So this was her prayer for days, months, and years to want to forgive this person. Eventually, God transformed her prayer from a desire to actually a prayer to forgive She reconciled in her heart first and with God in her anger, but then she went to the prison and met with her son's murderer 
and was able to speak to him and forgive him in person. This is a very powerful story, and I hope most of us don't have the same situation, but we do have things in our lives that are very hard to want to forgive. And when there has been a lot of hurt, when there have been a lot of change, when we don't feel reconciled with each other, we may want to first pray for the desire for forgiveness. I pray to want to find healing and reconciliation, to find peace with the situation. Maybe at the beginning of 2023, you have something in your life that you want to start praying for the desire to forgive, the desire to reconcile with another or just to find peace in a place that has felt very chaotic and has stirred your life for some time. You could take this year to begin that and know that it may take more than 365 days. At a beginning, like a new year is a great time to take on something that may seem overwhelming. I hope you have a good 2023 and find a way to live in God's peace with God's joy doing the work of God.